Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a first Friday Miracle edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. Can we talk about what you had here? Where what? It looked like you had a little a little pasta fajoule soup or a minestrone. Yeah, it's a minestrone. You, minestrone. Yeah, it's a little minestrone. And then what it's do you good. got on the main plate there? I just had a little. I made an amalgamation: some quinoa, some chili, uh, some cauliflower. Fish? Is that a fish? No, that's a chicken. That's a chicken. Breast. Oh, is it slightly breaded or is it grilled? No, I think it maybe has some turmeric on it. Would be my guess. A little bit of turmeric on the I chicken. I know it's breast. quite yellow. Yeah, it is. It is. That's why I thought maybe it was a, some sort of a breaded fish. Mm-hmm. No, not. That's not really my bag, baby. You don't like a breaded fish? You no. like it naked? Well, yeah. Fish is not where I'm going first up. That's fish is down the list. Do you think it's on the top of the list for anybody? Some people really do like fish. I bet for a pescatarian it would be on the top of a the list. A pescatarian? Good, ju- good job out of you on that one. Yeah. My father-in-law. That's number one draft pick? Right now. Salmon and then two buckets Whoa. of Bud Light for dinner. <laughs> Yikes. I'm not kidding. He's lost 84 is- pounds. Yeah, the thinking. I don't well, know what's going on. Well, that there, would but... do it. That's awesome. Good job out of him. Yeah, I like ahi tuna. Love ahi. I like tuna, Chilean yeah. sea bass. Yeah, you can talk me into that. And then maybe a swordfish, maybe a halibut. But I mean, this is not a, this is not a world that I live in very often. No, I like a hogfish, which is very good. You only have in Florida, uh, or that's the only place I've had it. Uh, cobia, I enjoy too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I like a grouper if it's fresh. Okay. Um, but I don't know that any of those – I w- if, if you go into a white tablecloth and there are steaks as options, that's where I'm going. Where going I'm to going. the meats, baby. Yeah, I like right. the meats. That's right. That's the way it goes. Uh, what could you tell me? We had an availability today. We did. I don't know that I can tell you anything. It was an availability that I think didn't provide more questions than answers. I think the questions that were questions remain the questions, and that is, you know, will Deshaun Watson play this week? I don't know. Apparently he doesn't either. I think that there is optimism that he will play this week, as I said on Monday. I think that that would be a a stated goal. I just don't know if if that's going to happen or or if we're going to have to have, you know, P.J. Walker back out there again getting it done for the the Cleveland Browns, trying to win his second consecutive start. So as this week unfolds, it will become more clear. What I do know is that the Browns will be taking the – best defense in modern NFL history, Indianapolis. And if we can't play full complimentary football, we won't. If we can, we will. And it depends, you know, we'll find out, I guess, as the week goes on. There was, and I'm sure, I think we play, well, we will play it later on when Deshaun yeah, talked. The, the and it was great hour. to see him. I talked with him. You know, he's, he is very hopeful that he can get to go. And it's just going to be kind of see as he goes through things this week, how does it 
how does it respond? How does his shoulder respond? We did hear about uh, micro tears, that there are micro tears of his rotator cuff. I don't even know what any of that means. None of it sounds good. I just don't know what it means. I think what it means is that there is clear, there are clearly tears that maybe would not show up as a big tear on like an MRI, but that are affecting the functionality of the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that, you know, in retrospect, now that you have some weeks now on this, and, and but when what, is practice happening now? I mean, I'm coming in hot. I'm Bagley's no. got two two lanes so to one. So everything's backed up a little bit. This is with the victory Monday and Tuesday, the first one of the year of these. I see. I so see. everything's backed up a little bit. Availability was backed up. Practice okay. Okay. doesn't isn't set to go till like two o'clock now. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's a tough beat, by the way, to get off the freeway and go all of the traffic to two lanes and then to one at the at one light. I mean, I, you know. It's not, not ideal. ideal. I did not enjoy How that. About a, so it's coming up. in hot. Yeah. yeah. Coming in a little hot. You might be better off going. Oh, I will. Now I will. Knowing what I know now, I would make the first right. Get off it. And yeah, exactly. Sneak back is what I'll do. Um, Come around the side hatch. That's going to be the plan uh, tomorrow if it's still the case. Um, so I just think what the reason that this is confusing and puzzling and head scratching after so many weeks now is the the original plan all the way back to right. Tennessee or to Baltimore rather that he was the plan was he was going to play that Sunday so that is by the time we play what is that three weeks removed yeah by the time we play uh, against the Colts this Sunday yeah so and as, four weeks removed from the sustaining of the injury correct so against you're, Tennessee you're talking about a month now since right. the injury so you haven't he hasn't practiced now in since then right since the Tennessee even, game it honestly wasn't even clear if he was going to practice today right Gibby I was doing interviews at the same time that he was speaking but I believe that it is also true that he did not say whether or not he was going to practice today TBD yeah so if he doesn't practice I think what you're looking for from a Browns fan perspective and it seems like we're all kind of in this together in terms of trying to figure out and even Deshaun trying to figure out when he's going to be able to go yeah I think what you're looking for is limited in practice, right? You'd take a limited. Limited You'd would kill for a limited. You'd kill, kill for, for, a limited. for something like that. But if you have a DNP and you get a DNP tomorrow, then you, I think we're at the point where you have to question, like, if he only practices once, can he play in an NFL game after not throwing for a month? Yes. I don't know if he can. I mean, you yes. say yes emphatically. I say but yes. I, but he's better than the options that you have, and PJ sure. did admirable, but at the same time, it's like, there's a good deal of rust that's going to need to be knocked off. It's been a long time. I mean, it's been a month, buddy. Yeah, uh, I, that I would be less concerned. I mean, look, we're talking about in the games that he has not played, we have thrown five interceptions in two games. Is he going to be no better question. than that? Yeah, yeah, he will be. It's just going to take a ramp up here to get him back to. Oh, you'd love to see him. You know, we just do something today, even if it's on his own. Something today. With the team tomorrow, go on Friday and then be ready to go. That's that would be what you'd like to see, and then I'd feel very good about it. Yeah, I'm saying if it goes the other way, and if, you have if he BMPs doesn't practice all the way to Saturday well, or Friday, Friday will be the one you really pay attention to. If you yeah. have a DNP on Friday, then I, then you're it's not looking obviously not looking positive. And then I mean, honestly, if you do just do it on Saturday, then what? He was at Fred Greetham asked him directly, "Do you think you'll play and on Sunday?" And he said, "I think so." So. Let's just kind of see how this goes over the next few days. I don't think we need to jump to 
any conclusions. We don't need to get our. You can leave your jump to conclusions, Matt, in the in the closet. It's a great idea. It was a it was a great idea. <laughs> Just jump, jump right there to conclusions. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see as it unfolds. You know, you really, really, really want to get on a roll. You really want to get this moment. You want to get to four and two. Four and two puts this season in a totally different spot. And so I think this is a very important game. Number one, to show that we can win. Ah, oh, the great Brad Mellon. Look at him. Look at the great Champion. Brad Mellon. I like he's got the cutoffs now. I like that. Yeah, he's I like going that, that too. That's a nice look. Belichickian. Very Belichickian. Feels like you just take a fabric scissor and he just did it. Right. Yeah. Just crushed it. I like that look. It's good Here, look on him. Here's the thing that we've got to get over. The Browns are 3-13 and 13 following a win since the start of the 2021 season. That's not great. Well, that's it. you can't be a team of consequence no. under those auspices. No, you cannot. So the Browns have not won back-to-back games since week 12 and 13 of 2022, which was the Tampa Bay overtime win, Tom Brady's final game at Cleveland Brown Stadium, and then Deshaun Watson's first start down in Houston. You have got to be able to stack wins. 3-13 and 13 following a win. Is the, and by the way, that's the worst record in the NFL following a win since 2021. We have got to figure out a way to stack wins. And so obviously you want to do that at full strength or as close as you can be to do it. This is a team in Indianapolis Colts, as I've now watched them, I've gone through their very extensive and kudos to them uh, media guide. But this is a team that this is a team that is quite beatable for the Cleveland Browns. And they've got to go out there and, and handle their business this is a very important game to win. It's a must win if you're going to be a consequential team, if That's you're going right. to make a make the playoffs, if you're going to be a team that is going to make a little bit of noise. Yes. Then this is a must win. That's that's the way that it got to go. They're not good. Correct. They're not. They're not as they are right now. They they just got the news today. Their quarterback's going to be have season-ending surgery, Anthony Richardson. So he's done for the year. So it'll be Minshew mania. You've gone over great great length. Minshew's strengths and his weaknesses. His weaknesses are considerable when you have time to prepare for him. When you get him off his spot and when you're playing man defense. So. All of those things we do well. Yes, all of them we do well. Don't let him throw an easy first read. He's throwing the ball. He's averaging five yards in the air per attempt this year. That's like two yards below his career average. And you could see it. Once Jags took away that first read, he was toast in that game. He threw three picks. He threw about six that should have been picked. I mean, they dropped some easy ones. They had one that was called back on a defensive offsides. I mean, they had a lot there. And for the Colts, Grover Stewart. Their nose tackle, who's been very good next to DeForest Buckner, he is suspended for six games for violating the league's substance abuse policy. He's considered one of the better interior run defenders in the league. And, look, we don't know the status of our quarterback, so this is going to be a game where we're going to have to have success on the ground like we did last week. Yep. That's a big loss for them. That's a very big loss for them. You don't hear a Grover very often. No, anymore. Grover. It's very good. Is that Sesame Street Grover? Grover, yeah, for sure. Of course. I can't remember if it was Sesame Street or it was the Muppets. They yeah. had Grover. Yeah, Grover's that's a, it's solid. Very, very good out of that. Uh, we have some other news. Michael Dunn placed on IR yesterday, played in Sunday's game through a calf injury. Um, and you mentioned the Grover Stewart news. Alec Pierce did not practice today. Uh, head coach Shane Steakin saying that we'll see if Braden Smith plays their starting right tackle on Sunday as well. If he does not, it would be Blake Freeland. The okay. fourth-round rookie out of BYU who's made three starts for this team, two at left tackle, one at right tackle. He's given up a team-high 13 pressures, one sack last week against the Jags. We have Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, so they've got some, some talented edge. Both tackles gave up a sack and six pressures. 
So, and that's with Bernard Ryman, the the Austrian oak. He's from Austria. I didn't know, know that. Didn't play football until he is found that a real nickname, or did you just drop that? Well, the Austrian oak is Arnold. Oh, I did not know that. That was yeah. his name. Was he? Oh, yeah. You know, Nick. I haven't seen that doc yet. Yeah, that's the one I know that you told me I got to watch. Got to watch it. I got to see. The Even if you only watch, there's three parts to it. Yeah, they're all good. The first is strictly about him as a bodybuilder and like that life. Yeah. The second one is about all of his movies and especially the comedies, which are hysterical. And then the third is about his political career, which and you know his... rank them, rank them one, two, three. One, two, three. Okay, first two you got to see, and then the third is is interesting. Fine. It's still it's interesting. Fine. Yeah, but and he has to get you know cathartic about his transgressions and. No, I don't want that. No, the first two are bodybuilding. One is fairly pure joys, and just like he, he's such an animal. But you got to watch all three because at the end they tie it up and he comes back to. It, you got to watch all three. Nonetheless, yes, watch it. But yeah, the Austrian Oak that was his nickname. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's very very good. Um. I, this is pretty interesting, including the win over Tennessee this season. Stefanski 7-0 against the AFC That's South. Right. Never lost. Never lost. He beats the AFC South on every level. Every level. Every level. Did you see Irv waving at Jimmy Johnson? It's great. From like three suites over. I've been in that stadium. There's no way in the world, no matter what you're doing, that you could possibly hear what somebody is saying to you from two or three suites <laughs> two away. Two or three suites it's away. Im- impossible. It's not stopping Irv. No. No, and I, Jimmy Johnson's up there. He might be rocking here. We don't know if he's got hearing aids. He's a man. He's uh, an older man. He has to be in his 80s, doesn't he, at this point? So he's probably, probably Same is. Same age as Jared. And those things can't focus in, as I know. I had first-hand experience. By the way, happy birthday to Pedro. The actual. The actual birthday today, October the 18th, 1950, which puts him in at 73 today for the great Pedro. So Jimmy Johnson's 80. On yeah. the dot. Yeah. On really the good. dot, really eight zero. Yeah. Do you know what else happens today? Uh, Today is also the 15th and a half birthday of Art Andrea. 15th and a half? Yes, and the reason that's notable is... I was going to say, there must be something notable for that. uh, She gets her driver's permit today. Wait, your kid's driving? You can drive at 15 and a half in Ohio? With an an adult in the car, yeah. (laughs) Well, this is... First of all, I'm sure you're terrified about certain things and just unleashing her being unleashed on the society and then society unleashing to well, her. Well, that won't happen until to... April, a full unleashing. This is Yeah, but so now you'll be in the mix. But there's probably going to be some times when she cheats it, right? I don't think she's always going to have a parent in the car. I know I didn't. Back in my I believe that you are in a very level. different <laughs> environment. Say, uh, you could, yeah. You could, drive it, you could drive it like 10 in Montana. I, the thing is, and, and I know this because I was just talking to one of my buddies whose kid is in the same Farm boat, like that if you 10. get caught driving in this period, like you don't get your license until you're like 20. Oh, my so, God, 20. They're, yeah. it's, they're quite strict. Quite strict. Okay. All right. So this will be you doing a lot of this. Um, now you have a car that can drive itself. Yes. How will you approach that with her? Uh, I, I think we're going to stick on the streets for now. I don't know that we're going to get. Well, you can or, do that. Or go freeway-ish immediately, although she could use that, but that doesn't that's not helping her in her. Well, it keeps her at a certain pace. Pace and. And navigational beacons. That's right. Which is important. I think, fortunately, the car that you and I enjoy is as similar to driving a golf cart as exists in the automobile world. Correct. Yeah. 
So she has got tons of golf. Tons card. of golf court experience. Yeah. yeah. So this, I think, I'm hoping that it, it's it can translate. Like today, there's talk of having when I when I pick him up today of having her make the drive home, which now, I am has quite she done about. driver's ed. Yeah, yeah. So she's got to go. It, has that happened yep, already? Yep. And it's all just a coursework now. At this okay. Point. So let let me get this straight. So you go coursework. Yep. Has she done like the driving around with somebody? No, that doesn't happen. A teacher. That doesn't happen until. You have to be. Hold on a second. You have to have your wait, permit wait, wait, wait. to be a student driver. Hold on just a second. You're telling me so it's the opposite out west. So you'd go through, you do the coursework, then you do driver's ed, then you get the permit, then you get the license. Oh no, it, it's that's the way it works out it, there. It's coursework. Coursework. Like you have to permit. pass a test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's so honestly the, like the permit. Let's be real honest. As as people who have driven a lot and have a largely good record of it. Sure. Sure. The written thing is the is almost completely nonsensical. No, like the amount of distance I got to stop before a railroad or like crossing. What do you do in a roundabout? Yeah. or what's when the I sign saw, mean? I mean, all of it is just you, it's the application, the actual <laughs> driving. <laughs> the application. That's yeah. the that's the part. I was terrified when I moved to this state, and they said you have to pass a test before we'll give you an Ohio license. Oh yeah, because when I went from Montana, Florida, nothing. Here you go. Where you go. Well, wish you all the luck in the world. It's the same thing in Illinois. Yeah, so then I come here and it's like, oh yeah, you got to pass a written test. Come again? <laughs> I don't. I had no clue. I was terrified. I'm like, I'm not well, going to be able to drive. Hold on, but and, and like to pass the test, like you've got to get like 46, 47 out of 50, which you have to get an grand A. Scream, in the in the ga- grand scheme of things, you're like, I can do that. Like, come on, it's not that difficult. No, but then you're like. There's no room for error if I screw something up and have a mind freeze. 100%. Don't you think if we, the three of us went and took that test without doing any studying for it whatsoever, yeah. the likelihood of us getting a 90% on knowing every road sign and this, that, I don't think it would be very high. Well, I did it, so it wasn't that hard. Okay. But I was nervous uh, going into it yeah. um, that, that that would be the case. I think out of 50, I got like 47 or 48, yeah. so it was fine. Like you get in your own so, head, though. You start but you start thinking, thinking like, like, oh, my God, what is th- I don't remember what I did in driver's ed yeah. when I was 14. Yeah, I don't remember this. Montana, we had driver's ed at 14. Um, but at, I want to say at 12, you could drive farm vehicles, like on the roads, which it feels like that would be inverted. inverted. But instead, that's the way that it was. There were so many kids needed to help with the agricultural stuff that that's how it went. So I think it's odd. To me, I, should, I would rather her written examination than driver's ed on the roads with a professional driver who's got like the side brake and all of that before hopping in with mom and dad and driving boots and you guys around. I'm more intrigued about the fact that we're – And yet like, that's your reality. We're six months away from a Sweet 16 party that's going to put oh Z God. in the poorhouse. Oh, you're going to you're gonna get you – this is the <laughs> I don't, showcase. I, I think in, in – I, she's had a bat mitzvah. But I think I don't, don't think, you stack no, another no, one? No, I no you don't. Oh yeah, it's a no. sweet sixteen. No, 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 you don't. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, I think sweet sixteen's no. a big deal. It's a big deal. That's That's right. okay. very you big guys deal. you guys very big deal. Um luckily for me with the boys, there will be none of that. No. No, I don't have to worry about any of those things. Dustin Hopkins names AFC special teams player of the week and very much so converted four field goals, including the game winner in the game on Sunday. It's his fifth career special teams player of the week award three in the AFC two in the or three in the NFC two in the AFC uh, 12 of 14 on field goals. All of the pats. It's so nice having him and just being like nothing to worry about. Watch he this is summer. wonderful. Bomb wonderful. down the middle. 
Yes. That's the way that that goes. So, uh, in terms of today's program, you will hear from Deshaun Watson coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. Coach will be at the podium around 145-ish. 140. Uh, 140-ish. Okay, yeah, we will. early today on everything. All right, so. very good, very good. We will go around the league coming up next. We're off and running on a first Friday. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet. Sports winning partner, your Cleveland Browns, and live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And be sure to check out the Browns social media channels daily to play the Browns digital scratch-off game for your chance to win club seats and other great prizes Presented by the Ohio Lottery, the official lottery of your Cleveland Browns. As we go around the league, the Eagles are signing former Falcons and Bucks wide receiver Julio Jones to the practice squad. There was a time where he was about as dominant as could be. It's just been a long time. I mean, for a long time, he was the NFL's leader in receiving yards per game, like in a career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was elite. A.J. Brown loves him. Apparently, A.J. Brown, like, just wants him to be there. That's why this is happening. Oh, really? A. Like, Brown he just wants, like, the wanted him to come to Tennessee. or whatever? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he wants him. Well, he did go to Tennessee, didn't he? Who? Yeah, Julio played in Tennessee, right? Yeah, he went to Tennessee with A.J. Brown. Oh, and then now... A.J. Brown is saying... That's right, I forgot. I he, want him here. He's so... You know, he was such an enormous deal in Atlanta. Right, no, and then you, you hate when you, you hear hate it. hate when it goes... You go to Tennessee for a... He was in Tampa with Tom Brady for a second. Yeah, and just lost the... Uh, Lost it, yeah. But it's I, always re- remarkable to me when you think about like great players on other teams, like the amount of teams Jerry Rice played for at the end. I mean, he was he had a stint in Seattle, Seattle that I remember. He was well. great with the Raiders. Wasn't he with Denver? He was great with the Raiders. He was great with the Raiders. Yeah, and he was on there. Wasn't he on their team that got to the Super Bowl with Tim Brown? Him mm-hmm. and Tim Brown, uh, very very effective with them. And then I think he ended up the team that lost to Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, Brad Johnson. Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> What Just an unbuttoned. What are we doing? The sunglasses the whole way what through. What are we doing? A monk strap? Oh, my it's gosh. Wednesday. It's first Friday. First it's a Wednesday. Friday. He's going to enjoy himself. It's a Wednesday. So, th- by the way, is this the last good day? Are we I, willing to no, say that? Next Wednesday, we're pushing 70. Come on. Nope. Let's go. So we got this one and next week there's a couple. And another. Like, like cause tomorrow it's supposed to rain again for the next four days. Yeah, I'm worried that I'm going to lose my fall to rain. It feels like we've had like 
two weeks of rain. Yeah, but it's supposed to. We're supposed to have three or four days next week okay. where we're good in the upper sixties, pushing seventy. Oh, well, that's a win for sure. Jalen Ramsey returns to camp in Miami after suffering that knee injury all the way back in camp, so he will return for them today. Um, this was interesting. Uh, the agenda for Tuesday's league meetings include a proposal to ban in-person interviews with coaching candidates employed by other teams until after the divisional round. The NFL announced the proposal has been approved on Tuesday. Coaches who are unemployed or at the college level can be interviewed at any time. So that will help there. The most interesting thing that I came out, thought, came out of this was the trying to find a universal service to play on. So this is something the players have talked about a lot with the grass versus the turf. Um, and one of the things that they that they are one of the focuses we've seen is then they talked about this at the at the league meetings was how do we get one surface so the players can prepare for one surface no matter where they play. Well, the answer that's going to be grass. Well, the answer that but is can it be like are some of these domes built to do it? Anybody can do it. I know you can do it. It's at great cost. Real Madrid, I've shown you that yeah, video, what they're right. doing. So you can do it. These teams make a lot of money. They ought to be able to. But I'm wondering, like, I'm thinking of the Superdome, for example, which is a building that's built in the 80s. Like, in that building, can you grow grass in there? I'm not talking about the lighting. You can do the lighting. Sure. I mean, the Haslam's do it down in, at the Cruise Stadium uh, that they play at down there, where they have – there's the way that they built it, there's not sunlight on the grass all the time. So they have grow lamps yep. that grow. So you can do it that way. I just don't know, like in a place like the Superdome, I don't know how that's done. And the league makes done. enough money. That it could, the league should can retrofit. Now the question would be in New Orleans, how, how long are they staying in that building anyway? I mean, that building has been there for a great many years. That building is I, – I would say the born-on date on the Superdome is the late 70s. 70s, yeah. Yeah, that feels right. Probably around a similar time to like the Pontiac Silverdome. It's the really original remarkable. Hoosier Dome, the Astro Dome. For sure. It's of those, it's of that ilk. It's amazing that it's still used. It's, given its history and everything that's happened in that building, yes. Stupefying. Griff says 1975 for the Super 75? Yeah. yeah. Before I was born. Same. All of yeah. us. My God. Really? That is wild. That's, that's a remarkable thing. So you're coming up on 50 years of the Superdome. 50 yeah. years in an, in, a, in an indoor facility? 50 years in something that isn't Wrigley or Fenway. It's wild. Yeah. It's impossible. <laughs> what do you got? Go Swag. Ahead. Swag. What do you say? Give it to me. I said just me and my buddy Oliver Peoples. Same. Yeah, I know. That's what I roll with. Unbelievable. Those are mine, yeah. And then, he, great. Ta- and then he tagged it with, no problem. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's cr- the, cr- the problem. There is though is the only way that a stadium is going to get built is if the if the Benson family pays for it. There's not going to be any public money for a new Saints stadium. No, none. Well, y- you mentioned the whole turf grass discussion. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was the stuff coming out yesterday that SoFi, I guess, is not going to be a site for the World Cup. And is that because of the turf? They yeah. don't want it. They they, they don't want it. Kroenke refuses to adjust or change things up to the level that they want so they're not SoFi reportedly is not going to be a host for world cup well that's fine it'd be better in the rose bowl anyway that's what uh, immediately everybody says yeah because you get the i mean the rose bowl is a much better venue than SoFi for a for that type of thing for a yeah. world cup yeah and probably for anything for football too no yes yeah that stadium for football is it's pretty rose awesome. bowls 
Rose Bowl is if God said, here's where you should play football. That's what the Rose I think Bowl so. Is. If I was great for WrestleMania, I'd go there again gladly. I this that's not a football game. Sweet. No, you said for anything. You said football meant, or anything. Well, that's true. That's true. Anything. Yeah. Okay. WrestleMania at the Rose T. Bowl. T. Swift, might not supposedly work. electric there at SoFi Stadium. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that she is. Um, but anyway, yeah. I, th- I think that's Bears watching. Like, what does that look like is if they try to, if you try to have grass everywhere? Because Goodell isn't ready even to admit that grass is safer. Well, I mean, I feel like science has shown that on some level. So with the with the coach interview thing, yeah, this is what I don't understand. They can ban in-person interviews with coaching candidates employed by other teams until after the divisional round. What if you're not in the playoffs? If you're not that how many coaching candidates are getting interviewed off of teams that aren't in the playoffs, but if you're a, t- a candidate on a team that isn't in the playoffs, you should be able to be interviewed as soon as your season ends. Of course. And maybe that's maybe that is the wording, but and if you're in the playoffs, you can't be interviewed till your season's over. You've put too much time in, too many hours, too many people depend on you being 100 percent locked in to go have a coaching interview the day, the week of the AFC Championship game. There's an easy fix to all of this. Insane. There's an easy fix. No, no coaching hires until after the Super Bowl. I don't mind unless, but. No, period. Period. Because then that wouldn't be. But then, the teams no, in the Super Bowl hiring coaches. That's full stop, though. I'm fine with it. When that's done, the league year in terms of hiring takes place then. Now, all that can happen behind closed doors, and there will be wink-wink deals left and right. I understand it. It's the same problem that happens in college football, which is why they added this transfer window, because coaches were interviewing for jobs while their season was still going on. Can't have it. No. Can't have it. I'm with you. I, I think the, the notion that somebody doesn't interview at any point in the playoffs when they're still playing is crazy. You know how much yeah, time it would take to prep for a coaching interview to try to become a head coach in the NFL? No. The energy, the time, just the wait. focus, the dedication. You got a game. Yeah, just wait. Just the, wait. Everybody the pro- wait. The proposal prohibits clubs from conducting in-person head coach interviews with candidates who are employed by other NFL clubs until after the conclusion of all divisional playoff games. any Well, that's a yeah. start, but I think even just push it further because people always want to hire the Super Bowl coordinators, so just push it all back until after that, and then, then you're safe. Um, that, that's probably the way that, that that's, that's the only way to make it totally right. Um, all right, what do we got here? Oh, yeah, uh, coming up next, we got Desha- – oh, no, we got Coach. Coach. Kyler uh, Murray activated off the pup list. Wow, that's wow. surprising to me. I can't Are believe they're going to play him. I cannot I believe they're going to play him. Same with Buda Baker. For a team of injury lawyers dedicated to every client every day, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Coach Defancy will be at the podium when we come back. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Sports branding partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Bo here for my team at Renew Home Exteriors. Now we're introducing new Ascend Composite Plaid Siding, featuring a beautiful deep grain look, 20 available colors. Keep that just-installed look for a lifetime with this low-maintenance siding. Plus, with Renew's price match guarantee, you can be assured you receive the best price for your exterior project, even after you buy. Renew Home Exterior, superior products, superior service. Visit RenewEstimate.com. Do you have a list of uh, not practicing for me there, Dr. Z? One more? I do. For the Browns today, not practicing. Quarterback, Deshaun Watson, 
along with Anthony Walker Jr. due to a concussion, Kareem Hunt thigh, Harrison Bryant hip, and Greg Newsom hamstring. But we got Greg Newsom. We gave a thumbs up yesterday too. I think he was yeah. top of the food chain. Yeah, I think he's good. I, he, was, he had he had it wrapped in here, but I, yeah, top, very very top, big LL, yes. as big as gets. Um, so yeah, the look on man, it's I. On, on Watson, I guess we just all we're all in the same boat together here. You just we wait are. it out. We are. We're waiting out. We don't like I said. We don't have any more information. Perhaps we will get more light shed on it by Kevin Stefanski when he goes to the podium uh, soon. But I, I really think for this team, you know, there is still optimism that it will be this week. But you got until he gets out in the practice field, you got to just completely prepare like it's PJ Walker again and. You wonder, you know, at what point you have this one, then Seattle. Seattle's. I mean, you're talking almost IR by the time this is well, all done. Been, could have been IR, yeah. yeah. Four weeks, mm-hmm. which would have been Ravens. By week, Ravens, Niners. If he misses this one, you could have had an IR stint. Mm-hmm. And then this would have been much less complicated. Would have been less complicated from a perspe- from the perception nobody standpoint. Thought. It nobody thought. Different. Nobody thought. Everybody thought he was playing against the Ravens. Yeah, that's what's wild, and I think that's what gives people the hardest time to get wrap their heads around this. Is that everybody in this organization went to sleep on Saturday night prior to the Baltimore Ravens game, expecting to wake up Sunday morning and have Deshaun Watson play quarterback for the team, missing no games, and instead yeah. he's missed two with a bye week in between, and is still not practicing. Now, we'll find out from Kevin Stefanski if he's thrown it all this week. I'm sure that there have been some upgrades in his regimen and that he is closer than ever, and there is a lot of optimism still, despite the fact I'm not practicing today, there still is optimism that he will play this week. Will he? We will find out. Yeah, yeah, it's – um, and, the, you know, there's a, we've heard all this stuff about bruises and strains and micro-tears. They all mean the same thing. That's right. It's all the same thing. There so is some – There's var- variation to it, but it, those things are all the same things. They're, right. That's right. As I understand yes. it. So, um, yeah, I guess, I mean, the good news is you saw the difference. While, while P.J. would obviously have some things he'd like to have back in the game on Sunday, you see the difference where somebody is prepared to play on Sunday in an NFL game versus the week before the bye week where you saw someone who very obviously was not. And that isn't a shot at DTR. It's just the fact of he didn't know he was going to start until 11 o'clock on, on a Sunday in an NFL game. That's right. So there was no way that he was going to be ready for that. So now P.J. will have all of last week. Um, and, and potentially all of this week, and with Deshaun not practicing today, potentially all of this week to be ready to play on Sunday should his numbers be called. And quite honestly, against this Colts team, um, I hate to go down this road, but you really don't – you shouldn't need no A-plus level quarterback no, to play. No, but you, what you need is cleanliness. You need a game that is clean, that is devoid of giveaways. Well, you, we're three and two without doing that yet. Well, I still I don't like to bet on outliers. <laughs> I, I don't. Do I don't like. like it to be I like it to be different. We are thirty first in the NFL in turnover differential at negative eight. That's got to get cleaned up. Now this is a Colts team that your defense absolutely can suffocate. This is a but this is the NFL man. You can't take anybody or anything for granted, and if you do, you'll get humbled real real quick. Well, we're, we are also, you know, over the last, I mean, you had those stats on us coming off of wins and all of that stuff. Like, yes. We, we do not have, we don't have the good stuff in the bank to be acting like anything is entitled. Correct. Um, no. So that's, no. That ought, that's not the way that's going to be. No. No. You've got, that's why you need to be 
at your best every week. And that's why it's so important, this one in particular. Number one, to shake that stigma of not being able to follow up a win with a win. And number two, give yourself a two-game cushion over 500. You're going to have to end this season at a minimum to make the playoffs one game over 500. Most likely it's going to have to be three games over 500. I think it's nine. Maybe there are scenarios where you get in at nine and eight because this conference is going to beat itself up so much. But it's likely, right, that you're going to have to be in this one. It's likely that you're going to have to be 10 and seven. Yeah. Yeah. So this is an important game to win. Oh, yeah. When you're sitting at three and two and you're looking at the next three of Indy, Seattle, Arizona, you need to win two out of the three. Yes. And That's there's it. a reason you, you can't win all three. For sure, but the minimum requirement is two out of three. Yes. Then you're sitting at five and three uh, through the first eight games of the season, and now you're on that pace for that 10-win mark, which I agree with you. I think that's the minimum requirement of, of what it's going to need. What was the number last year for me? Oh, let's go to the podium. Here's Coach Stefanski. Have the guys to do it. Uh, offensively, you know, I think Gardner Minshew is a winner. He, he's uh, We've all seen it. He's gone in there and won football games. He's done it for this team. Uh, he's a challenge to defend. He can make every throw. Uh, he's He can scramble. Uh, and then they have a very good running game, playmakers on the outside, big receivers on the outside, a good offensive line. Uh, and then return game is really good. So special teams have to be on point as well. Uh, big challenge with a bunch of the guys that they have. So excited about the opportunity that, that we get uh, to go on the road and try to find uh, a way to win. Uh, Deshaun's not going to practice today. Uh, he's, like I told you guys, he's making progress. Uh, and we'll continue to treat that day to day. And with that, I'll take any questions. You're not ruling out Deshaun for Sunday? Correct. Throw since the injury? Yes. Correct. I'm just going to say he's making progress. We'll deal with, you know, day to day. So we'll we'll update you guys every single day. Today that... um, it was up to the medical crew whether he would go out and practice today and him. But um, how is that, when you said, though, that he was medically cleared to play but not functionally ready, so how is it, what is the medical staff uh, doing to sway that opinion or whatever? Yeah, I would just tell you, Jeff, uh, between Deshaun, our medical team, uh, everybody's on the same page. Understand that we're working through this injury. Um, like I've told you before, uh, you know, we'll continue to, to be careful and, and safe and make sure that when he's ready to do his job and he has all of his uh, ability in terms of being able to throw the football, when he's ready for that, we'll have him back, back out there at practice. Uh, but we're uh, going to continue to treat that thing day to day. I don't remember, uh, you know. I certainly don't have a medical degree, so I can't tell you specifics on on injuries and guys that I've had over the past. But, uh, you know, Deshaun's a warrior. He's fighting through it. It could be a day. It could be today, tomorrow, weeks from now. He doesn't know. So how difficult is that to kind of manage as a coach when you're trying to get everybody ready? That's part of football, part part of our jobs. You have to be ready to to deal with uncertainty. That's that's the NFL. We start if... um... If Deshaun yes. Um, how do you help PJ this week? You know, obviously he got the <clears throat> reps last week, got to start, but you know, how, what do you do to maybe help him get even more comfortable this week? 
Well, he'll get all the reps today. Uh, so he has to do what all of our backups have to do. You have to be ready to play. And uh, I think we've all seen it over the course of this season. It can go really up and down our roster, and, and you rely on your backups when the starter can't go. And I think uh, that's what P.J. Uh, will be ready to do if called upon. So much better this year. Uh, yeah, I think you know, it's as you can imagine, it's multifaceted when, when you talk about that. Obviously, it's it's playing uh, our style of defense. It's some of the guys that we've brought in. Uh, Dalvin comes to mind as as a as a really good run defender. Obviously, Z and Obo. Uh, but to play any good defense, good offense, run defense, run offense, you have to have eleven guys on the same page doing their job. And I think that's what you see. What does Dalvin do that this? change the complexion up front for you guys? He's very disruptive, uh, and he's a uh, very large man. And when that large man is disruptive, it's good for our defense. How do you think Denzel is playing this year compared to the last, what, three three years? Yeah, I don't think it's – yeah, I mean, obviously we know Denzel's a good player. I'm not going to compare him to past years. I tell you, right this minute in the games that we've played, all five of them, he's come to compete. Uh, We've put him in some tough spots. He's he's responded every single time. I think he's – Tackling well, playing the ball well. Uh, he's having, you know, he's playing at a high level. Do you guys feel that Jonathan Taylor goes back into his regular spot this week? You know, we're ready for that if that's what, what it is. Uh, I, I think they have multiple guys. Uh, Moss is, I mean, they're, they can put a bunch of guys in there. Um, I have a ton of respect for Jonathan Taylor, and, and uh, we do anticipate that his workload increases uh, as this, the games go on here. Uh, but they have multiple guys that, that can hurt you with the ball in their hand. Does DTR move back to the number two quarterback spot, or did you make that uh, decision to elevate uh, PJ into that role? Yeah, I'm not uh, making many decisions past uh, Wednesday, so we'll see. Guys that aren't practicing, um, do you expect those guys to be ready to go Sunday? Kareem, Greg? They're they're all. It's all different. Um, we'll see how each day goes. Uh, I think it's important with with all their injuries. Um, they're all in different places. Uh, and we'll see how they do. When Sean does get back, are you going to try to keep a leash on him from running as much as he uh, How will you will that? We'll just be smart. Uh, I mean, that's what we try to do every game with the players that you have. Be smart about what you ask them to do. What lessons have you learned about, you know, just this whole injury and just the messaging around it and everything that's that's been involved with it? Yeah, I mean, I, and I understand the question, Mary Kay. I think uh, you really just have to, uh, each day, go with the information you have and, and support our guys, and and, cont- and we'll continue to do that. Uh, this is, uh, I've said it before, he's trying very badly to get back, and, and when he's ready to, to get back, he'll, he'll be out there. Go ahead, Sam, sorry. Um, you see a lot of growth from DeWander and you're changing him, going from backup to now full time starter. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of young players, he can he's getting better. Uh, not to say that it's it's perfect and it's not going to be perfect, but I think he's getting better. I think he understands the amount of work that goes into a week to get ready to prepare for some of these edge rushers, and this week's no different. I mean, they have really good edge rushers. Uh, so you have to be put in the work, and I think he's continuing to learn how to do that as a young player. From your past, I mean, he's so big. There's, there's been very few guys. Is there had, anyone we had Bryant play? McKinney. Uh, at the Vikings was a left tackle. Um, you know, we, we talked a lot about different comps when he was coming out. Um, you know, certainly when you have a player that size, it, it makes life 
harder to get to the quarterback for those ends. It's just a bigger body to go around or through. Outside, uh, Denzel may overshadow the way that Emerson is playing. But if you look at some of his numbers and they're off the charts right now, what level is he at in just his second season? You know, uh, I, I think MJ's a guy that you know continues to get better because he's a young player, but has always had the right mindset. I mean, from day one when he stepped foot on campus, he had the right mindset. Uh, and playing that position, you better have that mindset. So he plays physical. Uh, he, he loves the challenge. Um, so uh, excited for where he is, and and you know I think MJ would tell you, I think Coach Lynch would tell you, I think Coach Schwartz would tell you, he he will continue to get better. The twenty-yard run that Marquise Goodwin had in, mm -hmm. in the game, um, could he play the same exact role that Elijah Moore does for you? Those plays? Yeah, I th uh, Marquise is a very versatile football player. We'll always explore ways to involve him in the run in the pass. Um, but it really is based on game plan every week in terms of who does what best. What's allowed the Colts to run it as well as they have? I mean, they have good games against Baltimore and Tennessee. Yeah, good run scheme uh, with what Coach Steichen brought with him from Philly. Really good run scheme. I think a good offensive line, physical. Uh, they they have a good RPO package. Again, that's stuff that Coach Steichen's done over his career. Uh, so it makes makes life hard on the defense. You, you really have to have a plan. Uh, when you're defending this type of attack. To see those RPOs we mentioned? We do. Yeah, they, they run their offense. Uh, he's he's done that over the course of his career. Uh, he's done a nice job. About uh, the duo Jerome and Cream, especially their development in the run game the past couple weeks. Yeah, I think that both continue to give us good moments and, and good runs. I mean, Kareem had a couple that were not pretty, uh, not sexy, but he put his foot in the ground and, and put his nose down, and the guys got pushed, and... Uh, four yards later, you know, it's second and six. And so those were some hard yards, and that's kind of the game. Uh, Jerome, the same, and then Jerome, you know, a couple times, whether it was some trap schemes, some perimeter schemes, he, he got on the move, and, and you make one guy miss. We know Jerome has some uh, breakaway speed. So uh, I think they complement each other well. We just have to continue, and we will, uh, to give those guys uh, the, the run types, the, the amount of runs that, that makes them uh, both hard to uh, handle. For the mentality of this team, can you give us an idea how they can maybe stabilize, not ride too high from a big win or fall too low from a big loss? Yeah, we talk about that. You know, we don't ride the roller coaster. You don't take a win with you. You don't take a loss with you. Win, lose, or draw. Uh, we want to be the same team on Wednesday that's focused on on the work, uh, and that's the mentality uh, we have. That's the group of people that we have. So. Uh, this Wednesday practice that I'm about to be late for uh, is the most important practice of our season. Mm -hmm. One more. Sports warned after the Tennessee game. Uh, you know, his guys are getting all kinds of love and, and came to the Baltimore game. So will it be different this time around? They're getting a lot of national pub. Yeah, you know, I, I tune it out. Uh, we, we talk about what's important in in this profession is what goes on in this building. Uh, you know, obviously we're having success defensively and, and we're having success because we're playing sound defense. It's not, it's, there's no magic trick to playing good, hard defense. And I think it's a combination of our guys playing the scheme and, and just playing with relentless effort. Uh, that will never change. Uh, and those are the type of things that we're telling our guys. Okay, thank you guys. Appreciate it.
All right, there you go. For a team of injury lawyers dedicated to every client every day, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. We will meet the Colts coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, second hour, Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, great place to start and build a career. Check out the latest opportunities to join the team that's working together to keep your community clean and green. Learn more at Rumpke.com. Um, if you're just joining us, Deshaun Watson will not practice today, nor will tight end Harrison Bryant, running back Kareem Hunt, cornerback Greg Newsom, and linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. Deshaun Watson did address the media earlier today. We will have that for you coming up in about a half hour from now. Uh, we just did hear from Coach Stefanski, who is – continuing with the company line of we will take it a day by day that's kind of where we're all at with this thing and it'll really be i mean this the simple straightforward way to think of this guys for your guys's perspective is deshaun watson will play when he feels like he can and that's yep. where you're at and and so you're waiting on that and when he's ready he'll go it's a guy historically who you go back to his time in houston played with very the most tumultuous um injuries and drove to jacksonville to play a game so there is nothing in his past that would lead you to believe that he would not play if he thought that it was possible. So that's where you're at with him at this point. In the meantime, you get to play the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. In terms of the Colts, Shane Steichen, your court, Shane Steichen, rather your uh, your head coach. They are three and three. Hard to believe, but they are. First-year head coach uh, after leading the Eagles offense as offensive coordinator last year. Um, the Browns lead the all-time series 18-17, to 1-3 in the last four. We last won in 2020 here, 32-23. to 23. The last time we, uh, the last time Jacksonville played rather out was against Jacksonville, 37-20. to 20. That one wasn't as close as that would lead you to believe. Their offense is ranked 10th overall in the league. Their defense is 26th. For more on the breakdown, we turn to Dr. Z. By the way, Shane Steichen was the Cleveland Browns quality control slash quarterbacks coach in 2013 under Rob Chudzinski. Now he is the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Who's your, who's your coordinator on that team, 13? Norv. That was Norv? Norv all, baby. Oh, because Chud worked for Norv in Dallas at some point? when Duke, I don't remember what, it, but Norv, there was, Norv was the OC. So Norv was the OC in 13. Wow. So you went Norv, Kyle, Kyle. as OCs. That's right. Like the the coordinator of the eighties and nineties, yeah. And ni- or, I'm sorry, nineties. And then like the the play caller, although Mike is giving him a run for his money now, in Kyle, who was also here in also that here. same year, 2014. Good grief. Good grief. All right, who they are offensively? We'll start with them on offense. Zach Moss, Zach Randy Moss, actually cousin of Santana and Cenerys Moss. Uh, 466 yards rushing. That, folks, is second in the NFL. He is having a phenomenal season for them. But they remember, they just gave Jonathan Taylor three years, $42 million. So what are they doing there? Well, so far, it's still been Zach Moss. In the two games, Taylor's been back. Moss, 254 total yards, 38 touches, three touchdowns. In the two games that Taylor's been back, 20 touches, 99 total yards. No touchdowns. 
Jonathan Taylor, of course, in 2021 was the best running back in the NFL, over 1,800 yards, 18 touchdowns, led the league that year in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, scrimmage yards, scrimmage touchdowns, had 10 100-yard games. They reward him with the big contract. We haven't seen it. Maybe this is the week where they put him back in because in the last two weeks, Zach Moss has received two snaps for every one of his. And by the way, Zach Moss has been elite. Look at this graphic. Way to yeah, go. Look at that. That's a, that looks like a Phelan Ebenhack picture, if I, have, if I have that right. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. That's strong. Don't you think? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. There it is. I like that. He gets Moss the played there. at Utah. He did. Yeah. Jacksonville last week didn't do much. Seven carries, 21 yards, but both of the backs are very involved in the passing game last week. Zach Moss in that one, six catches for 38. Taylor, five for 46. Their quarterback is, of course, Gardner Minshew. One and one this year. He is completing 65% of his passes, 882 yards, three touchdowns, three picks, all of which came last week. That was a career-high three interceptions in the loss to the Jags. An 81 rating. He does not run. He has six rushes for eight yards on the season. He is 3-11 and as a starter in his last 14 games. I'll say that again. 3-11 and as a starter in the last 14 games. He's got to get the ball out quick. They are throwing short passes. Career-low 5.8 air yards per attempt. 7.1 is his career average. And Minshew, you look at it, you make him hold the football, turnover-worthy plays, baby. That's what comes your way. 54% completion when he has to hold it for more than 2.5 seconds, 79 rating, two interceptions. When he gets it out quick, 72% completions, 82 rating, and doesn't have as many turnover-worthy plays. Obviously, with every quarterback, you want to get him pressure. But listen to this breakdown I discovered in my preparations today. Give it to me. He has thrown 38 passes of more than 10 yards in the air. That's it. He's thrown 90 nine or fewer yards in the air, including behind the line of scrimmage. On the passes of more than 10 yards in, in the air, and the reason why I make this com- comparison is to give you a little context, here's what Brock Purdy was on passes of 10 yards in the air, and then he played us, which was tough for him. 72%, 15.5 yards per attempt, 158.3 rating, which you know is perfect. On air yards per attempt, 10 yards over the uh, uh, Passes of more than 10 yards in the air, Minshew this year, 17 of 38, that's 45%, 9.8 yards per attempt, one touchdown, three picks, and a terrible rating. On the quick game, he's completing 81%, 5.6 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, and a 100 rating. He likes to throw it quickly in the middle of the field. That's where he is inside of zero to nine yards, center of the field between the numbers, 32 of 37 for 270 yards. So that's what they're going to have to keep their eye on. Michael Pittman, leading receiver, 40 catches, 406 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he needs 84 for 3,000 in his career. Pittman, of course, big, physical, not fast. Just 10 yards a catch, but he's 6'4", 223. They really don't have a vertical threat right now. Alec Price would probably be the closest thing to it. He did not practice today, but he just has 11 for 149 on the season. Then they've got Josh Downs, their third rounder, who's coming on strong. He's got second on the team, 28 catches, 276 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, last week, two weeks ago, I'm sorry, he had a season high six for 97 against Tennessee. Last week, caught his first career touchdown against the Jags, and he's got five or more catches in three of the last four. They'll play a bunch of tight ends. Mo Alley Cox, Kylan Granson's actually third on the team in receiving 16 catches for 170 yards. That's it. Not a great offensive line, especially if Brain Smith's out. Even if he isn't, Brain Smith's not great. Bernard Ryman's not great. The tackles, they've got, you know, left guard Quentin Nelson's there, Joel Batonio, five straight Pro Bowls. And their center, Ryan Kelly, is a three time Pro Bowler. He is elite. So that left guard center, that part's good. The right guard, right tackle side is awful. Awful. And the Browns should absolutely be able to exploit. So that's who they are as an offense. And you mentioned kind of some of their rankings there. They are the number 10 overall offense in terms of yards per game. 
Um, and then you flip it around defensively, they are the number 26 defense. That's not typically what you think of for the Colts, 357 yards per game. Uh, they are number 19 against the run, 23 against the pass. This is a team that the Browns absolutely should be able to get after. I mean, this this defense is not good. They do not have a ton of talent. And in fact, right now, they are so depleted, they're starting two rookies at corner. Juju Brents, their second rounder, uh, he's given up 68% completion, 102 rating. And then Jalen Jones, their seventh rounder, started last week. He's given up 75% completions and a 136 rating on the season. Uh, they lost starting quarterback Dallas Flowers after week four. Kenny Moore's been a pro bowler. That's their nickel corner. Very good against the run as well. The safeties, Rodney Thomas was last year's seventh round pick. And then Julian Blackman, a third round pick from 2020. So they're starting a seventh rounder at safety, a rookie a first year, second, like a guy in his second season, seventh rounder at safety, a seventh rounding rookie at one corner. I mean, we got to be able to throw the ball on this team. Their line took a big hit. They lost their starting nose tackle, but across the front, they've got Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, who's a two-time Pro Bowler, Taven Bryan, who had a career-high three sacks with the Browns last year, and then Samson Ibukam, who has been their leading sack getter. He's got four so far this season. His career high was only five sacks, so he's about to maybe set uh, a career high there for him as well. Um, they go with some waves on the front. Linebackers are where they're really good. Shaquille Leonard, remember Darius Leonard, three-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. Uh, he had four. He has four one hundred twenty plus four one hundred twenty plus tackle seasons, and then they got Zaire Franklin. This guy's in his sixth season. Was a seventh round pick in two thousand eighteen. He didn't become a starter until last year. One hundred sixty six tackles, which were third in the NFL, set a franchise record from them. So they have two tackling machines in Franklin and Leonard in the middle on the second level. But that's it. This is not a dominant defense. This is not a very good offense. This is a game that the Browns absolutely should win. And for P.J. Walker, spend some time in the Indianapolis organization. If he's the starter going back there, you expect him to do well. If it's Deshaun Watson, Watson at Indy has thrown for more than 300 yards in every single game. Uh, multiple games with 300. And, he had two games with 370-plus and two or more touchdowns in Lucas Oil Stadium. So it would be certainly a comfortable place for him. But this is not a talented team. Think about guys like Stephon Gilmore. He's now gone in Dallas. Um, you had Yannick Ngakwe last year, who was a Pro Bowl alternate. He's gone. They don't get after the quarterback very well. They don't defend very well. They don't tackle well. They're not a good defense. And then offensively, they are not explosive at all. It's pretty amazing they've gotten to 3-3. Three and three. They beat Houston in Week 2. Then they shocked the Ravens. At Baltimore, that was win at Baltimore, twenty-two to nineteen. Yep, um, absolutely bonkers game there. The Ram. The only reason they're not four and two is because the Rams came back and beat them in Indy. Yep, um, is, is that one? Then they beat the Titans twenty-three to sixteen, and then lost to Jacksonville to close this thing out. So they have two losses to Jacksonville, a divisional opponent. They've already played them twice. Yep, they're done playing Jacksonville, and we're in we're in week six of yeah. the season. They also have the news today that Anthony Richardson will miss the remainder of the season. He is having shoulder surgery. They are they're in a weird spot as a franchise because yes. when you talk about – there's not a whole lot of historical precedent for a rookie quarterback missing his entire rookie season who, by the way, already had injury concerns in college and then being some bounce-back guy. I mean, the most recently you think of Trey Lance – like it usually doesn't go well when that happens early. Yeah, they are three and three. They really need to get to the bottom so that they can amplify this roster. Because as you just went over it, there isn't a lot of talent. And then they have the most bizarre, one of the most bizarre handlings of a of a contract situation we've seen in recent years, Insane. where it became personal between Jonathan Taylor and ownership. And then 
he decides it's a non-injury, sit out four games. They prove that they really don't need him by the play of Zach Moss. Yeah, it's great. They don't need him, and then they bring him back, and then they pay him. More than what he's even asking. And then they still give more Zach than Moss Saquon. the ball. Right. Zach Moss still getting the ball. They, they paid him more than the Giants paid Saquon, talking about Jonathan Taylor. I, I don't understand it. Me neither. I don't understand it as well. They should have traded Jonathan Taylor. Is what they should have done to a team. That and, what's the market? Running back. and what's the I market? And what's the market? That's but, the thing. But they wanted what doesn't make any sense. Is, I would have rather gotten a third round pick than pay him fourteen million a year. I wouldn't have paid him fourteen million dollars a year either. I think yeah. they were probably the only team that was going to pay him fourteen million dollars right. a year, and that they yet they did it, and then they don't play him. Yep. Yeah, it's wild. And now you see the report today out of Tennessee. Derrick Henry's on the block. Well, I think I had a. Um, Tajay Spears, I told you, we told you about him. Well, and also from the standpoint of like just this, that you, you could be Hopkins too. I'm guessing you'll start to see a lot of that type of stuff as it starts to happen. Yeah. Where for years the NFL trade deadline was much ado about nothing. That's not the case anymore. No. You're going to see a lot of movement. Yeah. Too bad you don't have a light. Be great if you had a light and you knew when you were on the air. So. Halloween night. By the way, we're out at B Dubs yesterday. Guys, come up. Can we get an on air? light for these guys <laughs> yeah, did you miss that we talked about it on the show i know we did i know i'm just reminding the new audience the new audience the 24 hours late how about you be better remember gibby our we P1s. talked about it on the show yesterday i was there i'm referencing it again because it's clear that not only yeah, would we benefit I mean, from it you would because you're currently the number one you are the number one like falter there's no question. infractor yeah for sure um our p1 i don't know you be give our p1s are all it's 15 minutes at a time baby you know that Yes. You know those P1s. Maybe he's new to radio. Be better. So when, so when we do a 27-minute first not segment, great. I'm not quite sure what not that great. means. <laughs> That's not great for the P1s. They don't love that. Um, yeah. No, it's a, it's a weird spot. If, if you think back to everything that worked for them, like all of the goodwill that worked to them from Manning to Luck, since Luck, it's fallen off a cliff. And, they, and no one's going to feel sorry for them because they had Manning and Luck. Yep. But – they were set up for what you thought thought was going to be like a Packers run where you go far of Rogers over 30 years. That's what it was set up for. Um, but now they've been chasing this quarterback situation and now it's going to be a chase. That's very likely going to continue. All right. We will attempt actor. Dr. Z will attempt to guess the spread that is coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns daily. Brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, and live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans, visit your local Tide Cleaners during the month of October for a chance to win tickets to an upcoming Browns home game. You'll be automatically entered to win with any purchase. I should also remind you to join Z and Gerard at Slim and Chubby's in Strongsville. That is Thursday night, 7 to 8, Kevin Stefanski show. Elijah Elijah Moore is going to join the crew. He'll be signing autographs. It's brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday and easy to enjoy that is a good name for a bar yeah it is i've never been i don't know that i've been there but that's they do a fantastic job there's a reason that place is as successful as it is yeah i like that i think staple and strong that is a great great name uh i bet my uh, brother-in-law brent miller is a is a is someone who would know that place very very well he's a big strongsville guy played for the ponies back in the day slow around a little bit yeah um all right here we go you ready yes uh, what is your record? You're like, do you even have one losing? You have one yes, losing record. One, yeah, one, one five losing and one. week, five and one. Five for two here. All right, here we go. Um, let's start with Thursday night. We are looking for Jacksonville at New Orleans. Jacksonville at New Orleans. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Given the uncertainty around I don't know how to Trevor Lawrence, like, I don't does know. it feel like that's being accounted for? I think it for me. I think that it does, but I also would say that I don't. I mean, I'm leading you now. Thursday's I don't, a wacky day. It is, and I also think that they don't get New Orleans right a lot. So I, y- yes, it looks like that to me. S- Saints, Saints minus one. So nailed it. So I, I think I led you too much there. No, you led me perfectly. Yeah, I led you right to victory. Well, See, I feel like we got to get your we got to get your spirits up a little. bit. That needed to be. The J, like the reason I asked if Lawrence is playing the Jags are favored by three. I don't know that they are because they've done this with the the Saints almost every week where their lines. Last what do you mean week with they my did spirits? It. What's wrong with my spirits? I don't know. Last I week like they did it with the with Houston. I don't know he's worried. He's got a lot of phone things he's worrying with today. He's he's constantly on this phone. He's like my kid. People you're are like you're like you're like we're working now. I am working. This is what I have to do with the kids. Yeah. Like you got we're working. Leave now. me alone, Jimmy. You got to stop it. Yeah. All right, here you go. Who's Jimmy? Jimmy Bang Bang. Oh, forget you texting Jimmy Bang Bang yeah, on the show. He's, he's, over, no, over no the he, he just no. I'm not. It's one to over. three. I didn't text him. I looked at it. Bang Bang after three. Yeah, after three. After three, he'll text you all you want. All he, you want. He'll probably even call you. Maybe we need traveling music, don't we? I want some traveling music. If Mr. you climax has some, that'd be great. Be very wonderful. Browns at Colts. Browns minus two and a half. Honored exactly. Good traveling music, too, here. Raiders at Bears. Raiders at Bears. That's a garbage game. That's the worst game of the week because nobody knows who's playing quarterback. The one guy's a kid who played at, like, a Division Seven school. Yeah, the Bears can't be favored with that guy. They, you know he's playing. Raiders. But Raiders are going to have Hoyer, I guess. Or They're not starting O'Connell. O'Connell? I would think you'd play O'Connell to see what he's all about. McDaniel's uncommitted. Raiders minus two and a half. Got it. Raiders minus three. Okay. Three now. Yep. Magic numbers four. Bills 
at Patriots. Bills at Patriots. Bills minus 10. Bills minus 8.5. Dang it. The Bills lines are usually. Love to the Patriots. Yeah, the Bills line is usually. But look, they won by six this week. Yeah, they were against 15, a trash 14 team. And a half, 14 and a half and point scored favorites. 14. Gross. Commies at Giants. By the way, they have they are going to change that name, right? I mean, they, they have to. They, clearly, they're getting rid of that ridiculous name and all the branding behind it. Just burn it. Burn it! Commies minus two and a half. Got it. Commies minus two. Got it. All right. Falcons at Bucks. Falcons at Buccaneers. Tampa minus three. Got it. Tampa minus two and a half. You're in the sweet spot here. Uh, Leos at Ravens. Right. Leos at Ravens. Ravens minus two and a half. Ravens minus three. Six and one. Take that, Gibby. Steelers at just ram it. Steelers at just ram it. Rams minus four. No, Rams hmm. minus three. Spoke too uh, soon there. He's still going to cruise to a win. We no, only I need one more. Yeah, I still got to get one oh, more. Yeah, I know he's going to. Cruise to a dub. We, we have to make it. some trash and immediately went in the trash. You, you find that to be. That, let I me was ask off by a point. Cardinals at Seattle. Cardinals at Seahawks. Seattle minus seven and a half. On it. Seattle minus eight. Okay, I got it. That's a big half what, there. What goes into that number? Because I would have not been able to come up with that. Why? Why did you come up with that number? Because I, I look at that he's game on his phone like, looking at the lines. Oh. I think he's cheating now. Yeah, that's what's happening. That's exactly right. Uh, the time you were, you were I thought they were a touchdown favorite, and then I figured if it was going to be, it wasn't going to be under seven, so I didn't have to do six and a half or seven on the number. So I figured yeah. I'd give myself seven to eight. So I went seven point five. Okay, I'm just asking. I, it. I'm yeah. like, that's I logic. saw that game, and I'm like, I have no idea. They. The Cardinals aren't getting like they, they were ten to the Niners, so I don't know. That's what it felt. The, the Seahawks are kind of like follow my logic on this. They're a little bit like the Seahawks or the Vikings when when they were healthy with Cousins. Like there's certain things they can win, and then there's a lot they can't. Sure. And there's no way that as long as this is the operation, there's no attaining the big goal is never possible. And so you'd say to yourself, "Well, what are we doing? Like this is fun." We have to win. Not everybody gets to win the Super Bowl. Not everybody gets to go play in an NFC Championship game. They're not going to do those things. They'll fall short of that. But they're a really nice team. Yes. And there's really, but there's also and they're fun. There is. Although Jackson Smith no, and Jigba's put them on a milk carton. Well, I'm not watching every game, so I'm not sure what's happening there or not. But statistically, he's not doing a whole. And he's lot, like at the bottom of the league in yards per route run. Yeah, it's strange. I don't know. Uh, Packers at. I also think you. Can we also start to qualify you as known Buckeye hater. No. It, <laughs> it feels like we get a Jackson Smith & Jig update every week from you. That's a much more about him being on many of yeah. my fantasy teams because all of my known Buckeye lovers told me that told this guy's the best receiver. He's great. You can't miss. He's better than Wilson and Alave. It's great. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on there. Uh, Packer, but I'm not watching every day, so I'm not sure. Me either. Packers at Broncos. How can you even say that? I'm a big Garrett Wilson guy. C.J. Stroud. I just wanted it in the atmosphere. Outrageous. Packers get S all riled up. He's not going to sleep for weeks. Or S. All right. Who? What? Packers at Broncos. <laughs> I really just wanted to get you off your game. Uh, it doesn't matter. I've already won. I don't care if I miss the next four. Packers at Broncos. Packers minus two. Packers minus one. 
Chargers at Chiefs. Chargers at Chiefs. Promo, baby. They finally got a game. They did. Chiefs minus five. Chiefs minus five and a half. How about that, Gibbe? That's a good get out of you. That's a good job. I think most most people, this tells you the real truth, by the way, about the Chargers, because the Chiefs aren't playing lights out. This is a reflection of what they actually are versus what we think they should be based on their talent. Yeah. Because this should be Chiefs three based on talent. Yeah. But it's Dolphins, Eagles. Dolphins at Sunday Eagles. night football. Where? You, you want to wait up all day Philly. for this one. In Philly, Dolphins at Eagles. Now, I would have thought the Dolphins should have been favored at the Bills. They were not, and the Bills smoked them. Mm-hmm. One of the criticisms of, the, of Miami is they have not played anybody. The Eagles will be. The, the Eagles are going to be favored, even coming off of the loss. And then this feels like that bodes well, bad for the the Dolphins again. I'm going to say Eagles minus two and a half. Eagles minus two. Got it. Got it. Yeah. You know okay. what he got two wrong. Give me a get. Yeah. No. He's the nine he's, and three. He's nine and nine and three at the moment. And we'll close out uh, with the team of your youth, the San Francisco 49ers at. Minnesota. Ugh. Monday night, Monday, Monday night football. Garbage. It's not great. Niners minus nine and a half. No, Niners minus seven. That's a tricky one. All right. It's a nine and a four. One. Another winner. We're at a half point, baby. Six and one. Yeah. You've got it down. You're in the sweet spot with them. You got them sorted out. All right. Despite very good. Hate and. Malicious accusations. I don't know. I, I just was curious. I thought we could put it out into the sure, atmosphere. Sounds like there's some Ohio State crime going it feels on. feels like you're going at the Bucks On a big week, it's Penn State week. Can't have this. I know all the press conferences United. were on while we were at uh, Spe- BW. Speaking yesterday. of that, like, we are scheduled to take off, arguably, in the third or fourth quarter mm. of that game. Mm-mm-mm. Desperately trying to find out from our travel gurus if there will be an ability to watch the game on said play. I think it'll be a four-quarter game. I think it'll be four quarters. They're they're actually very similar. They both have first-year quarterbacks. Drew Aller, the kid out of Medina, who's quarterback in Penn State, doing a very, very fine job. But everything is underneath right now. They don't throw anything up top. Uh, Neither team has been that explosive. It's a shame it's a noon game, quite honestly. This should be be a night game. I've seen your posts. You know, the AD saying – we need you in early yeah, and be sucks. loud. No, that wouldn't be a problem if it were a night game. No, it would not. It would not it be a problem. Up and ready. They had they they stumbled into an incredible tradition of that game being played either there or in Columbus at night around Halloween. There was something perfect about it. And the idea that and I know we all know why, television, you took the money and Fox for their part was very smart with Big Noon Kick. But the the hit that it takes to the on-field atmosphere is enormous. Is the thought that, that they will get more viewers at noon than going no. head-to-head with somebody at 8? Yeah, but it's really more that no one was doing noon. Noon was the – other than, like, Texas-Oklahoma, there were a couple of games, Ohio State-Michigan, that are traditionally noon games. Everybody else punted on noon. All the networks punted on noons. The conference yeah, punted want, on noons. You want the 3.30. So it was 3.30 and 8 o'clock yeah. were the two windows where the biggest games were played. Fox gets into college football, and they said, huh, nobody's playing big games at noon. I wonder if we play big games at noon, and then we happen to have a partnership with Ohio State, which is as big a brand as anybody in the country. Now, all of a sudden, we can play at noon. We'll play unobstructed. We'll do a pregame show that leads into it. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I mean, it's brilliant for Fox. 
The shame is that the Big Ten, and most especially Ohio State, which it de facto runs the Big Ten, doesn't come in and say, actually, this nah. one you can't have. No. This one's going at night. And that's, that's Have they ever issue. played Ohio State-Michigan at night? No, they played at 3.30 in 2006. Was that the year when they were like 1-2? One, one two. Two. Yeah. Chad Henney? Was that Chad Henney? Yeah, yep, and Troy Smith. I remember that. That was in the afternoon because I was at a wedding in New York, and I watched it in the hotel. I yeah, that. yeah, that was, that was the three, that's the 3.30. Everything else, it's noon. We were live at Eddie George's. There you go. In Columbus. There you go. That was an unbelievable day. Eddie Doesn't George exist anymore. In, bought the entire bar around of shots. Hung out with God us. God bless. I was like, what is going on? So this cool. Who bought the entire bar? Eddie. Eddie George. Well, maybe that's why. <laughs> that's why it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> no, that could be. Yeah, you can't be buying rounds. You can't make a habit out of that. No. Um, no, and then the Big Ten doesn't play night games in November historically, although they are now because they took all the money. So that's why you'll have Michigan State, Ohio State at night. You'll have, I think, Michigan State, Penn State's at night on Thanksgiving Friday up in uh, Detroit. They're trying to make that something, which to me Gross. is a bit of a failure. Um, all right, uh, reminders, Ian Gerard, Slim and Chubby, Strongsville, Thursday night, 7 to 8, Kevin Stefanski show. Elijah Moore will join the crew, sign some autographs. It's brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. Do Sean Watson's podium appearance coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. If your game plan for this season includes buying or selling a home, Howard Hanna has the answer, delivering a winning strategy for breaking down the game of real estate. As the market leaders in Northeast Ohio, more buyers and sellers trust Howard Hanna to be their winning home team. Visit howardhanna.com slash Browns today. And now let's head to the podium and Deshaun Watson. Back, good to go. We'll see, day to day. <laughs> you going to try to practice today? Uh, it just depends on the medical staff. So we're out there, you know, this media stuff and go through our treatment stuff. We'll see what happens. Where today goes. Do you think there's a chance you could play on Sunday? Uh, I think so. Uh, it just depends on you know the process of you know the the medical stuff and the treatment and the rehab that we're doing day to day. So um, you know it's it's up in there for sure. What's the last hurdle? Um, it's really just <laughs> finishing up. You know, it, it, me, I'm learning through this whole process. So honestly, it's just you know with the rotator cuff, it's a it's a difficult thing with you know throwing. A ball than you know doing you know just the movement and rotation and mobility stuff so uh, just really just trying to clean up any uh, lingering pain and any lingering you know stuff that's you know in that rotator cuff. Did the injury affect you in the game? I know you didn't finish the game but we thought that was because of the scoreboard so what happened to make it a two and a half week injury? Uh, well it just we didn't know what it was during the game. Um, uh, the injury, we felt it. We felt it, uh, you know, during the during the game. But you know, at the time, my adrenaline going and everything's kind of flowing. So you know, certain throws was kind of easier. I just kind of dealt with it. Um, you know, it was a couple of throws where I felt it, but we didn't know exactly what it was. Deshaun, when we saw you before throwing you for the Baltimore game, there was a little zip at all on those passes. So how is that? How's your throwing progressed since then? Uh, it's coming along. It's uh, definitely been uh, the arrow's been you know trending up. So um, you know each and every day we've just been trying to get better and better and uh, try to get as comfortable as possible. Are you so, so, like, 
Was this a slow diagnosis because you were hoping to play that Ravens game and you, you couldn't, and um, it, it just seemed like that you know there was a process here to figure out what was going on and the severity and how long you'd have to rest it and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean we didn't figure out until that Saturday, the day uh, before the Ravens game. So you know all week it was just swelling, bruise, and then once the swelling can go down, that's when we got the MRI and, and where I came back. And, we found out Saturday evening, you know, it was a rotator cuff. And um, usually you sit out, but, you know, I told, you know, the people, the medical staff as a, as a whole that, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, Sunday morning and let's try to get there early and, and work out. And we did that and, you know, we couldn't go. Are you concerned that this is going to linger at all this year that's going to affect your passing through the season? Or do you think that you'll be 100, 100% at some point uh, this year? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I got, this is my first time dealing with a rotator cuff, so uh, I'm just trying to get as comfortable as I possibly can to go out there and perform at the, the level I know I can. And if I can't, then you know we just got to continue to take it day to day. You know I'm not going to put the team in jeopardy if I can't do certain things that is going to allow us to you know be handicapped in certain situations. So um, you know that's the reason why I haven't been able to you know step on the field. Do you know what play it happened on? Uh, it was the, the Arden Key play. No, I wasn't that one. Uh, it was a play on the goal line. It was right before Jerome scored. Um, so I, I was told that uh, you won't be out there until you're pain-free and until you can throw normally. So is that where the bar is set for you? I mean, are you really going to kind of try to adhere, adhere to that and really make sure that you not don't feel any discomfort in the shoulder before you play? No, it's not so much of the pain. It's, it's, most, it's mostly if I can... You know, throw the football. The pain, you know, I can I can deal with certain pain, you know, tolerance. But if I can't control the football, I can't throw the football with no velocity. If I can't throw the football more than a certain you know amount of yards, then like I said before, then I, I don't want to handicap the team because you know then I can't get the ball downfield, and um, you know I can't get the ball outside the numbers and things like that. So um, like I said, that was you know a couple weeks ago, but you know the progress and the arrow is definitely upward and. Um, you know, we we just going to continue to just attack it each and every day. Are you How much made any 100 percent throws yet? How about what? Made any 100 percent velocity throws yet? Uh, you know, it's just been going day to day, just every day. We've been you know taking steps and you know making sure we don't do anything for any you know setbacks and and that throwing shoulder. So um, you know, whatever you know, the medical staff and the and the team is allowing me to do, you know, there's a process in, in place and there's a plan and uh, we've been following that. How much have you been able to throw over the last week? You said what? How much have you been able to throw over the last week? Um, you know, we've been trying to just nick at it each and every day. You know, we got to take some days off because you can't do too much from, you know, what I've what I've experienced and what I've, you know, known from, from the medical staff. Um, you know, it's a tricky, it's a tricky deal. So, you know, you got to kind of take that baseball approach you know, and, and talk to some people that deals with rotator cuffs, you know, more often. Uh, so that's what we've been doing and, and just really trying to strengthen the, that muscle and everything around it so we can get back comfortable. Are you, are you feel, uh, comfortable that once you do get back out there that there's no risk of further damaging it? Um, not that I know of. Um, they, they haven't mentioned that part to me, uh, so I'm not going to be thinking about that. And that, that's another thing. I don't want to get out there and be hesitant throwing the ball or anything like that. So. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to 
put myself, you know, first in this situation. I'm gonna put the team first. And is there any the kind of situation right now? Is you know, PJ going out there um, and, and performing like he did Sunday to help this team win? Did you get a second opinion from outside the club? Uh, yeah, we all was on the same page, and uh, from the front office to the head coaching staff to the medical staff. So, and uh, you know, anybody else that you know that's on my team outside the building, uh, we all communicated and talked and got on the same page. Is there any kind of terror? In that rotator cuff? Um, no, I don't. I haven't seen anything or heard anything. Just, I mean, sure, because I mean, when you say it like that, so you've had MRIs, everything, no tears, just a bruise. It's a strain. So okay. strain is micro. It's a micro tear. So it's like small. It's basically like getting a cut on the hand, like a couple of slashes on the hand of that muscle. And that's what a micro test strain for the rotator cuff. Micro tear, you're saying? Deshaun, injuries are going to happen, but this is another stoppage for you, another layoff for you. How frustrating is that? I mean, it's definitely frustrating. You know, I want to be on the field. Um, you know, we we felt like you know after the Tennessee game, we were getting the the ground running for the for this offense, and then you know as all three phases, but uh, you know, it's part of the game, you know, it comes with it. You know, I gotta deal with the adversity and just take it as it come and but continue to be a leader as I as I am and uh, keep helping the you know guys around me and uh, when that time come I can step on the field and, and go out there and help the team win. So is there a couple more? you have those micro tears, um, you know, when it's a strain, is there is there any risk that a small tear could become a partial tear which would require then surgery and you'd be lost for the season. Is that part of your thinking process that something like that could possibly happen? Uh, not that I know of. Um, you know, they, they said it wasn't anything worse than a, than a strained rotator cuff. Uh, so I'm not, you know, thinking about that. And, um, you know, I'm just following the steps, the medical protocols that, you know, they want me to follow. And um, hopefully everything gets, you know, when I step on the field, everything goes pretty smooth. Is it fair to say that you could be back on Sunday if it all goes well, or it could be, say, another month if the recovery just continues to be a little bit slower? Is that is that a fair way to look at this? Uh, yeah, I mean, it can be any day. It can be tomorrow. It can be Sunday. It can be two weeks from now. I'm, I'm not even sure. You know, I'm just, like I said, it's day-to-day, and I'm following, you know, the steps of this the medical team. And, uh, you know, when that time is, is ready, then I'm going to go out there. I can't put a timeline on um, anything right now. Did they give you a timeline? I mean, because, you know, typically you go for exams, they look at you, they find whatever, and they say, hey, it's going to take you a week or two, two to four weeks. Did they give you any type of timeline besides a, a day-to-day? Um, no, nah, I mean, it's just really just day-to-day. It's just kind of when it heals on its own, you know, and I think that's the that's the tricky part about it. It's one of those deals where it's no different than, you know, a sprinter having a hamstring. It's just one of those deals where it's day-to-day. When it, when it heals, it heals. Um, you know, from the research I've been doing and talking with the staff, I guess rotator cuffs are usually four to six weeks. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. Like I said, it's my first time dealing with it, so uh, I'm just making sure I want to do it right so I don't have any problems later on. Is it, it all from that hit, or is it just the wear and tear of being a quarterback for all those No, it was that hit. It was one of the hits where I just, you know, cut back, he flashed, he got up underneath me, uh, right in, in that rotator cuff, and, you know, I instantly felt it, but. You know, at that time, you know, I thought it was just, you know, one, just a regular football hit, and I finished the game, and, you know, we reviewed it, and we went through the week of, you know, trying to treat it, and got the MRI Saturday once the swelling went down, and, and that's when we found out. Deshaun, there haven't been too many quarterbacks that, you know, are trying to do some research. I haven't seen too many quarterbacks with rotator cuff injuries. I saw Drew Brees had one. Uh, have you talked to any other NFL quarterbacks uh, that have, you know, that have dealt with this? 
Um, no, ma'am. I, you know, I was same same boat as you. I was trying to figure out, you know, on top of my head, who's dealt with a rotator cuff, um, maybe AC joints. But I dealt with the AC joint, and you know, you can numb up the AC joint like I did in college. But you can't roll, you can't numb up the muscle, the rotator cuff to cut that control. So, you know, I've seen people, you know, around talking about that, you know go out there and play. I mean, if I can't control the ball, you know, then I can't throw it. And, you know, it's no benefit of me being out there. So, you know, those are two different, totally different injuries. Um, but maybe Drew, but yeah, that's the only one a couple years ago. So. Hey, because it happened on a designed run, when you get back out there, do you think you'll have to change your style or protect yourself differently? Um, I don't want to, uh, you know, but I definitely got to make sure I just you know, if I can, you know, protect myself, I try to turn my back. That's how he caught me. Um, instead of running, you know, head up with him, I try to turn, and he just caught me right on that backside. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't want to change the way I play because that's, you know, the success I've had. So uh, I just got to make sure I just try to protect myself as best as I can. Last one here. Last one here. Uh, yeah, I mean, every week since I've been out, I've, I'm preparing myself to start. You know, I, I do the same stuff I've been doing each and every week. I don't, I don't try to do anything different. You know, a little extra time on the treatment side, but outside of that, I'm always preparing like I'm gonna play. Um, and then, you know, any opposite presents from, you know, I'm used to that team. I'm used to. I know it's a different defense coordinator, but you know, just playing in Indy is, is difficult. You know, the crowd's gonna be into it. The defense create turnovers. The defense is very. Uh, they feed off the energy of that stadium, and uh, it's a great place to play, great environment. So, you know, they led by that linebacker group and up front, and, um, you know, I know they're young in the, in the secondary, but those guys are going to come, you know, and be ready for the challenge. So, you know, we got to make sure we're ready. Deshaun, can I squeeze one more? Was it upsetting to you that so many people questioned, you know, kind of like toughness, or whether you just decided you didn't want to play against the Ravens? It seemed like there was just so much of that stuff floating around out there. I mean, yeah, of course. It, you know, I've never been the, the type of guy that's been questioned about my toughness. But I guess, you know, whatever they want to put out, then everyone's entitled to their own opinions. As long as this locker room and this organization know who I am and what I'm dealing with, big folk, uh, then that's, that's all that matters. You know, all the outside noise, all the other stuff is just, you know, they're feeding off of what is said on social media. And all that stuff isn't real. So. Uh, you know, what is, what is real is in this locker room and uh, on this team, and that's all that matters. You know, the, the thing that sucks about – there's a many – there's many, there are a great many things that are great about being a professional athlete, and it certainly outweighs the negatives. But the yes. one thing he said at the end there where he said social media isn't real, it's not unless you let it be. Right. And as an athlete, and we've seen I – mean, we use the Durant line all the time where he had a burner account to defend himself. He's the best scorer Either of us have I ever, I mean, the most unguardable player I've ever seen in the NBA is a seven footer who shoots like Steph Curry, and he's on social media defending himself. So, like, it is, we saw it with Bake. Like, they are in their phones and they're seeing this stuff. And so, you can say it's not real, but if you read it, it is. And it affects if your it affects mental state. You, if it affects and you, I think it is it, real. It's rare that you find somebody who it doesn't. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. I mean, even in any line of work that you do that is public or certainly in the sports business, like, yep, you, you got to be careful with what you read. You know, you're not mm -hmm. going to, you're not going to please everybody. That's for sure. And for the athletes. Yeah. But that is their life. That is their call. Every day. It, it's about they're their brand. They're they that way. Yeah. They're putting their lives out on social media. They're often cases going to yeah. get compensated for doing so. 
and that's the thing that's is, the is thing. like it's it's the way that they've they've grew up that way. They grew up with it. You, our generation didn't. No, we, we were didn't fully even, formed when we had it. We didn't even have cell phones. No, of course not. My kids asked me, "When's the first time you had a cell phone?" I said, "College." College. It was the first time I had a cell phone. Yeah, that was it. Um, but he was, you know, and you, it. <laughs> It was Zach not, Morris, brother. It was not a cell phone like they think. Like you could literally, all you could do is call, call people. You could, I could, you could even text. No, no, it wasn't God. until down the road. No. Yeah, thank God. Thank when I was God. in high school, right. dude, yeah. I had a beeper. That same, yeah, it's like the wire. Yeah, I had a beeper. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You did, but the the point is, is like these guys are, they are idol idolized from the time they're young. They're yes. identified young. They're yes. idolized young. Then yes. all of a sudden, when it turns, sometimes they don't know how to act. The best example of this is LeBron when he first went to Miami. He did not know how to act to without adulation. The villain, right. was not something he was comfortable with in any way. And that first offseason after those finals where the Dallas Mavericks had J.J. Barea guarding him, the everything changed around his messaging. All of it changed. And it was to try to find a sympathetic view towards him. And so no matter how big you are, it can be tough to hear that stuff, and that's that's the reality of that circumstance. Pet supply, go ahead, Gibby. By the way, Joel Batonio is at practice that's today, right. as expected. So, a bit of good news. That is very good news. Pet Supplies Plus giving you a chance Wonderful. to win tickets to home games all season while providing the best deals for your pet at over 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter to win at clevelandbrowns.com slash Pet Supplies Plus. Receive a coupon to use at your local store with your entry. Pet Supplies Plus, proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. So much more to come. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Join Ken and Gerard tonight, 7 8, Browns preview show all along the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Oboe and Andrew Siciliano are going to join the show to preview the Browns and the Colts. Is it Andrew on the call this weekend with you? Yep, it'll be Andrew Siciliano again this weekend in Indianapolis. Okay, very good. good. He did a great job. He did. It was fun working with him. Obviously, uh, can't wait to get Jim back, but I've been very lucky to have Chris Rose, who was awesome, and then Andrew's been awesome, and it's been been really great. Do you guys, um, are either of you guys scary movie guys? Not particularly. Absolutely not. I hate them. No. Not so someone asked me this morning about it was like some sort of a, a death match between like Freddy Krueger and Mike Myers and um, Predator and Alien and all of this. And you could have one to protect you from all the rest of them. Okay. And I went Predator in part because it feels like he's impossible to defeat. I mean, he's, he, he can, can disappear. He can be he disappear. He's invisible. That feels like a pretty big win. And also because while I'm aware of all the rest of them, I wasn't even aware of their powers. I've never seen any of those movies. I don't know about that, but and this guy's not human. I'll take. Yeah, give me that guy. Give me that guy. Yeah. Always. Yeah. yeah. No, I've never I mean, seen the Terminator. Halloween. Was I've Terminator seen... involved? Terminator or... was not involved. No. Like Michael Myers and Jason and Freddy yeah, those Krueger. guys. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen yeah, any of those no. movies. Give me the Predator. Yeah. I'm with you. Right. Give me you. No, you either. I I do not. When, when like a preview comes on of like the newest one, I'm like, eh. nope, not for me. Not nope. for me. No, thank you. All right. Next level's coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 8:50 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 